Hey everybody, the audio quality for this episode is subpar. We know that one of our mics broke, so we're recording it just on one mic. Next week's episode will be nice and crisp for you. So hang in there. Thank you so much. Bye. Today we're discussing the 2016 hit movie that went straight to Amazon streaming called Forest Fairies. Pretty sure I saw this opening night in a theater. Opening night in the home theater. It was a long line. Oh, okay. Really? What, what movie theater did you go to? Um, it, was, it was actually at the at and Performing Arts Center, wasn't it? Yeah, I was performed live. Performed live? By a symphony orchestra while they uh, acted out the movie. Now, it would, they would have had have multiple different bands because the music in this movie is all over the place. Um, the music ain't the only thing, Sean. It's all over the place. <laughs> and we'll get into... Uh, deep dive on this movie because uh, it is 100 bonks absolutely uh yeah it, it it has um so many story elements that it's hard to call it a movie and more of a narrative soup uh i was i was thinking the exact same thing on the way in this morning um just yeah i was like how do we explain the plot well there's not really a plot it's just like a series of events that unfold and there's unfold is too kind of a word because they don't really unfold there's just like there's a lot of things that happen on the screen <laughs> yes and they gather them up there's there's a part in the movie where they casually skip 40 days yeah i didn't even i didn't even get that they're just like oh yeah it's been a great 40 days hanging out on the farm with you i think i made a note of like i didn't know what was happening but um up top i want to i just want to say i'm sure making a movie is really hard Um, yes and if you had any part in making this movie um please don't listen to this podcast because it's not going to be we we got to talk about it we got to talk about it we got to talk about it you know you know what you did hey not everybody's made not everybody's got a hit record. Making a hit movie is difficult. Yeah. Ask Tarantino. Ask, ask Michael Bay. So, yeah, if you, uh, if you were a key grip, or if they had that on this movie, or mm-hmm. if you were a best boy. an actor or a best boy or a caterer on this movie, yeah, please just uh, skip this episode. Um, I'm not planning on being very kind to this movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Yeah, uh, I think I think there were a lot of people who worked on this movie. Um, you know what I was gonna say? I was gonna say there are a lot of people in this movie who tried very hard and it shows, but that's not true, is I it? I don't know about that. I think some of the actors tried very hard. You, the the one fairy tried too hard. The the one fairy, uh, I don't remember any of the fairies' names. Well, I, I remember one of the fairies' names because it's ridiculous. But uh, go on. Well, w- one of the fairies uh, could act, like had in fact taken an taken an acting course. Yeah, and might have been the only one. Yeah. Uh, and the yeah the main actress girl, she was in some she was in some school plays, I'm sure. 
Yeah, she was the. She was acting. She was. She was acting. She was acting her little butt off. She she has, you know. I see her. I'm thinking she's got potential to get better. You know, right now she like. She's she's a child actress. Yeah, everyone's you know? first movie is rough. Um, she's not to the level of PBS Kids. Those yeah. kids acting their butts off on PBS Kids. You want you want to see uh, uh, some first acting job uh, that's not good. Watch Paul Rudd in Halloween Six. Okay, <laughs> all right. He's uh, he's trying real hard, um, yeah. and he got he got better. After that, Paul Rudd's a great actor. Yeah, um, you wouldn't think that watching Halloween Six, but you know it's Halloween Six. He was good in um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, where he, Clueless. Clueless. Yeah, he was good in Clueless. That was some early Paul Rudd. Ant Man. Yeah, he's pretty good in Ant Man. Yeah, no, he's a he's a Marvel superhero. I like that the premise of Ant Man is just what if Paul Rudd was a superhero and he. He just is playing himself. What if, yeah, a guy who recently got out of prison becomes a uh, superhero from science? Yeah, that's a great way to become a superhero. Man, I saw the new Black Panther movie, yeah. and they're just as casually an Iron Man knockoff in there. Knockoff? Yeah, there's just um, there's this girl who's real good at engineering. Yeah, and uh, she's a freshman at MIT, and she just like casually makes herself an Iron Man suit in a few days, and then that's like going on in the yeah. background while the big final showdown's happening. You- it's kind of an apple on an apple, or a hat on a hat. You know? If you have the ability to make an Iron Man suit, I don't think that you need to be spending the time and money to be going to MIT. Yeah, I think ultimately... Like, they're not going to teach you anything that you don't know there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, one of the best schools in the country, but if you're Tony Stark Jr., like, well, maybe you're just not ready for the real world. You know, she was only, she's only 19. Yeah, she wants to, some friends. She should go to Texas Tech then. Why Texas Tech? Gonna be cooler friends than at MIT. What? She wants to hang out. <laughs> she got to network. She's got to build that network. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. Any, anywho, um, man, MCU is so unrealistic. Unlike forest fairies. Forest forest fairies is um, very realistic. Uh, let me tell you, um, when I was on Amazon Prime. And I did a search. Uh, I just typed in forest, just thinking that it'll it'll come up like on the first couple mm-hmm. rows. It didn't. But uh, another movie called Forest Warrior did, okay. starring Chuck Norris. Okay. Um, and the cover was awesome. It was Chuck Norris um, in like a Native American leather jacket with like the fringe, fringe and like colored beads and everything so uh, i had to watch the trailer how long was his hair <laughs> mid-length oh good good was, good yeah it was like it was probably like uh early 90s nice um so i played the trailer um uh, i really want to watch this movie now but it's chuck norris he's some kind of spirit in the forest i don't know if he's supposed to be native american but he uh, he can transform into different animals. So he can transform into a bear, into a eagle, um, and he also does karate. 
so <laughs> there's one, and he's uh, battling these loggers. So these guys are just trying to do their job, honestly. And uh, he flies in as an eagle, transforms midair, and does a flying kick into a guy who's just like doing his job, cutting down a tree. <laughs> just an honest lumberjack, honest, man, honest working man. Um, are they anyway. are they harvesting the trees to like power some sinister device? Uh, the trailer didn't go into that much detail, but maybe uh, they need fresh spruce to power their like doomsday device. Maybe. Maybe. There's also some kids and, like, some slapstick humor. It looked like a really good movie. Uh, is it a kids movie? Can we cover it on the podcast? Um, it's definitely a family movie. It is? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have to check the... Check no, the... it came up on the kids' uh, on the kids profile of Amazon Prime, so yes, we can cover it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we found next week's, ep- we found next week's movie already. Uh, this is Forest Month. At <laughs> forest Saturday, Month. Saturday the, the way we picked Forest Fairies is um, Curtis suggested something. I was like, Curtis, what are we going to do? I forget what he suggested. I, said, I, picked last, I picked Barbie last time, and it's your turn. Your turn. And then he said, like, find something on Amazon Prime, I bet you can't find something on there. And so I just turned on Amazon Prime, and it was like, hey, you want to watch Forest Fairies? And I was like, oh, this looks he like... He suggested it to you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it took me a while. You didn't, I mean, I think you... Under- I typed in Forest Fairies, it was not the first thing that came up. And you might underestimate how much things about disillusioned young girls who find magic we watch in our household. That's a big... That's a big young girl finds hope after making a magical friend. Um, young girl can see a secret type of magic the grown-ups can't see. These are all the things we watch a lot of with yeah. my my daughter who turns eight in a few days. Oh, so yeah, yeah, we have a birthday party at Trampoline Park. Um, that's exciting. Eight is a I feel like eight is a big milestone. Yeah, I feel like you're no longer a little kid, you're a kid. It's like you're no longer seven, but you're not yet nine. <laughs> yeah, seven, eight, nine, and that's why I was scared. So something. That's why seven was scared of six or something. Six was scared of seven. Yeah. Um. So you want to get into this movie yet? Yeah. Um. To paint the picture, paint the scene for you. This is where we open on a funeral. No, we don't. We don't. Oh, what well, comes before the funeral? We open on a party. Oh, the fairy. On a fairy party. Fairy party. Uh, so the fairies are planning a party. Um, and they have this human-sized necklace. They're talking about giving it to someone. At a wedding. At a wedding. Um, and then the queen fairy flies in and says, no, it's canceled. And that's all you get in the first scene. And I was real confused. I didn't know. I still... Uh, it was only after reflection after the movie that I somewhat understood what that scene was about. Yeah, the that was the kind of um, obscured the. It was supposed to be a prelude, but you know nothing about any of the people or situation that they're talking about. So, and then they immediately cut to a funeral. <laughs> and then also, I guess it's kind of laid out that the fairies are immortal. Or well, it's not really laid out that way until after the movie. But that's the implication. And also, the the fairies like Celtic music. Celtic ish. Celtic ish. They they got some. They got a CD at a gift shop 
in the airport in Dublin. Yeah, and um, one of the notes, one of, one of the early notes that I took was, um, this is not meant to be offensive, but this feels like a church production. <laughs> like, I've seen better church productions. Like a like a church made this movie for like a vacation Bible school or something. Yes, that is what it feels like. Because um, it's just, the effects are so bad. Uh, Some, so 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 simple. Like they're such they're so rudimentary. They they really knew how to do the fake wings, and they really just stuck with the fake wings. The, this is this movie could have been titled Forest Fairies: Colon We Learned How to Use a Blue Screen. <laughs> yes, and it was. I mean, for as low budget as I'm sure this was. I was like, you know, the effects are bad. I was expecting that. Maybe it'll make up for it in a good story and plot. A simple, a simple story. No. <laughs> the, so many moving pieces. Uh, I liked that in the long shots, the fairies were just wearing like Halloween costume oh, wings. Man. And then in the close-ups, they had these like hovering CGI, not touching their body wings. Yeah. It must have been a lot of work. It must have been I a lot of work. was a lot of work. But in the long shots, it was not work because they just bought that stuff at Spirit Halloween. And it was just like people's... <laughs> dads and people's kids uh from whoever was on set they were like here wear these pants and this hat. <laughs> put these wings on and shuffle around uh, and, and they introduced the the fairies there's the type a fairy there's the re- rebellious cool fairy and yeah. then there's two goofy silly yeah, fairies and no i do not remember their names um i do remember that the type a fairy the party planner is named mckenna which I thought was just like the most basic name. No, it doesn't seem very fairyish. It's not fairyish. It's like you know. I mean, yeah, it's just McKenna works at Starbucks. Yeah, McKenna's just the you know your friend's little girl or something. I don't know. Yeah, McKenna. McKenna is a a new name. I feel like like I don't think very many people no. over the age of twenty five are named McKenna. Yeah. And the rest of the fairies had names like Aberdeen and Via Trolla and I don't know what. I, those are names that I made up that are probably better than the real names. <laughs> You're building your own lore, Curtis. I'm, I, yeah, I'm world building here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, McKenna's terrible. Let's get to the crying girl at the funeral. So there was, uh, I, uh, I had a note that was a party. Is it for a human? gets canceled why <laughs> we don't know any of these answers and then there's a funeral cuts to a funeral um and it's this little girl she's giving a eulogy for her she's pops. probably like 14 yeah 14 15 16 i'm really bad at judging uh ages i'm 14 on the dot okay she's 14 sean says so um so it's for her pop's funeral her granddad mm-hmm. um she gives the eulogy, then she runs out crying. Her mother um, yells after her. Uh, what's her name? She runs down the aisle crying. What is her name? Amanda? She's like, Amanda! And then Amanda goes outside. Her mom does not follow her no. to check on her. Her mom is... This might be one of the worst on-screen moms I've ever seen. Yeah, her mom's really um, emotionally detached. She's a bad mother. Bad mother. Yeah, she's a bad mother. A real bad mother. Yeah. Um, she, 
doesn't go outside to check on her daughter. Uh, her daughter's having the worst summer of her life, and the mother throughout the course of the movie is only worried about a love triangle she's caught up in. Or work. Or uh, work. Oh, yeah. Early days, yeah, work. So, um, yeah, so she goes outside. She finds the, her grandmother there, who is, uh, I'm guessing, has some kind of dementia. Early, early stages. Early stages. She's very lucid. Yeah, she's real lucid, real... Uh, physically capable she knows who everybody is but she's but she's 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 nutty she's a little nutty she's as nutty as as a as a nutty bar as a nutty grandma yeah she's Um, kooky kooky old lady you know she's kooky because she's got a big scarf in her hair yeah exactly classic kooky old lady behavior yep and she has just the slightest little hint of an irish lilt that comes and goes english irish couldn't really tell the grandpa's definitely english yeah, the, the grandfather says some English things. But he's dead. He's dead. Um, we so, don't see him until later. Um, so the grandma reveals that Pops, before he died, um, bought uh, Amanda a horse. Yes, a horse. Named Tanner. Tanner. Great horse name. Um, Amanda immediately falls in love with the horse. The mother, uh, for no reason at all, uh, forbids Amanda to see the horse. Or it's a farm it horse. Or play. It's a farm horse, which apparently are just uh, wild beasts. Wild, violent creatures who you can't go near. Um, it's not a farm horse, though. It never works. They ride it. Um, it's only used for leisure <laughs> and for quick escapes. It does live on a farm, I guess, instead of in the city. That's true. Not a city horse. Amanda's used to city horse where she rides. She makes the comment that she rides them inside, so it's not the same. Yeah, it's so different. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what an inside horse situation is like. Like inside an arena, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anyone. What's, what's, they never establish what city they're in. Well, they're not in a city. They're on a farm. I know, but when they live in the city... Um, based on a few of the people's accents, I'm, guess, I'm guessing it's Canada. Canada? Oh, okay. I heard a lot of the boots. Uh, I was thinking Atlanta. Or Hotlanta. Yeah, Hotlanta. Right, so what happens next? Um, the mom tells Amanda, uh, no, you can't go see the horse. This is the following morning, the morning after her dad's funeral. Yeah. Like, uh, no, you don't, can't go see the horse. We gotta, we're catching we gotta, the Yeah, you can't, you can't get dirty because we're going back to the city. I gotta go back to work, they call it. Yeah. Like, Grown-up decisions. Grown-up, yeah, grown-up decisions. She treats Amanda like she's uh, four years old. Yeah, well, she's 14. So she needs... She's exactly 14. When my daughter's 14, I will also treat her like she's four because grown-up decisions. Yeah, you put your finger up and say grown-up decisions. Grown-up decisions. We are, we are not going to mourn my father's loss. We are going to go back yeah. to work. She does not care about her parents. She really doesn't. She really yeah, doesn't. This is demonstrated multiple times. In the movie. Yes. It's even established that she hasn't cared about them since she was eight. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, but she runs into... Uh, yeah, the, the guy she throws a pancake batter at. Yeah, she runs into a, a helper, a guy who is cooking, clearly, cooking and cleaning the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, she screams, throws, I think, hot oatmeal. Hot oatmeal, yeah, hot oatmeal. Um, starts yelling for Amanda to call 911. Uh, the guy's clearly not a threat. 
Um, and he's wearing plaid. He's wearing plaid and like a hat. like a flannel. And he's got a mop in his hand. I think something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, this started. This this is the beginning of an intense hatred uh, from the mom from the mom toward this guy Dylan who helps around the farm. And uh, first, at this very first scene, I thought, oh, this is classic Lifetime formula. City girl comes back to the country. She's going to fall in love with the country bumpkin and learn that life is about family and fun and they're going to spark up a relationship. But I got to say, this movie made it really hard. I gave up on that. I thought that was going to be the formula. I gave up on that. And I thought, okay, no, she really just hates this guy. She treats him like dirt. Yeah, she is just... Yells at him. Um, just uh, any I, anything that he says, she just lets him know that's the dumbest thing she's ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's real mean. The mom's real mean. Yeah. He's the help. He's the help. She's not a likable character at all. Um, so... At some point, um, Amanda sees a fairy through the window. She's real nonchalant about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's like, hey, Mom, what's that? Um, let's see. Uh, what else in my notes? Oh, no time to grieve. Got to get back to work. Um, the jokes in this movie. What do you think about the jokes in this movie? Well, um, I didn't notice any. There were jokes. There were jokes. These were not, uh, they're not very funny jokes. So the fairies, there was the Tweedledee and Tweedledum duo of fairies. Yeah. That kind of played off each other. Mm-hmm. And they just looked like they were probably really good at improv. Like they were, like they were probably improv yeah, types. Really good at improv. Um, and, but... Yeah, they were like... Like, there's a reason Colin Mockery was never in movies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Improv is... um, It's a separate thing. It doesn't always translate to film. Yeah, they were playing it big. Uh, And they they were not funny. (laughs) But they were... uh, But I will say, I watched this movie with my daughter on my lap, and she loved it. Oh. She, She was enraptured by every second of this movie. So... Um, uh, what's your fear level that you'll have to watch this movie again? Oh, um, I don't know. I guess it's probably code code yellow. Okay, I watched this by myself uh, with in anticipation that um, my daughter would like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maddie, Maddie loved it. Well, that's good. I mean, that's that's who it's for. So. Again, we're, I mean, this movie, we're not the intended audience for this movie. We're, we're, we're talking about this as two dads who have to watch this. Yeah. Although I didn't have to watch it. You, you watched it for the podcast. You have to watch it to save all the other dads who are at home listening. Starting at 1130 last night. 1130. (laughs) I'm so late. Um, all right. So, um, the mom who is, who just told her daughter that they have to leave immediately. Then goes into town to the lawyer's office. Yes. To sign the lawyer has the world's most sparse office. He's also the sheriff. And the tiniest desk. Yeah. Um, this must be a really, really small town. Yeah. Um, but they do the uh, they do the whole thing where the dad left a videotape. The videotape. 
right before that. But I gotta say, he's on uh, knocking on death's door. He looks really good. Spry, very spry. Uh, has all his senses. Um, is sitting up. Looks very healthy. But he's known he was gonna die for years, or all year. Okay, so maybe he just got a diagnosis. Um, yeah, diagnosis murder. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. It's probably something like really um, obscure. Like maybe it was a brain worm that was inoperable. That's, uh, they didn't say that, but you could gather from all the evidence that it was a brain worm. Yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, turns the, out that the, the dad set up everything for the farm to become a bed and breakfast um, because. Uh, guessing that it's not a workable farm anymore so he wanted to leave it in the family um he left it to the daughter the mom um not amanda amanda's mom who i don't know i never caught her name (laughs) Um, um, and the mom who is seemingly like very concerned with the work um says, yeah, I'll do it. I'll run this bed and breakfast that my dad, who I don't really care that much about, um, left me. Yes. With my, with my kooky mom that I don't say five words to in this movie. Um, well, she was also, before the... When she first started talking to the lawyer, she was talking about putting her mom in a home. Yeah. And the like, lawyer was of, like... How do I get rid of this old bag? Yeah, and then the mom was like... Or then the lawyer was like, well, watch this video first. So, yeah. Um, but your mom has Dylan there to help. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan's a great Dylan, helper. I assume that's why Dylan's there. Kind of and, and he, he looks he looks great in like a fleece. He looks yeah. he looks great in a in a plaid. I would say that Dylan was probably the best. I wouldn't say actor. He's the most likable person in this movie. Yeah, he was. I could see him having a, a career as an actor. It's like a. Uh, uh, very very poor man's Chris Pratt. A very poor man's Chris Pratt. <laughs> like a broke, like a homeless man's Chris Pratt. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he could audition for like Parks and Rec esque like shows. That's an extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, sorry, yeah, you wait, Dylan. I know you're listening. Um, told you not to though. Yeah. So, um, and the, the the dad has a definite English accent. I don't know where these people. Live. He sounds like he's, um, like doing a Sherlock Holmes impression. Like it's very yeah, I, put on. I can't tell if the actor's English. I definitely or, not. Or if he's for some reason putting on an English accent. He's because there's no reason for the parents, those the grandparents, to be English. Yeah, and like the dads, the grams, the pop pop is definitely English. And the grandma's like, like she's trying to do an English accent, but it's coming out more like old Hollywood actress, like yeah, like you know where they do like that whatever accent that is. I don't know. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty weird. And then the grandpa does the. The stupid thing, like, oh, how do I switch this off? Yeah, classic grandpa humor. Can't work the VCR. I wonder, like, what the percentage of dead persons will video on video in movies ends with that. 
Well, how do I switch this thing off? Yeah, that's probably probably most dead people video wills. Seventy five percent. So that's yeah, a good guess. I'll put the over under at seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, the mom told uh, Amanda, "Now we you can't hang out with the horse. You can't go see the horse. You don't have time to see it. We're leaving now." And then uh, she's off all day. And Amanda is just hanging out with the horse all day. All day, yeah. Dylan tells her she can't ride the horse. Yeah, go take care of the horse. So she has time to, like, feed it, brush it. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go ride it. I'm going to ride this horse. Yeah. Tanner. Um, then her mom gets home and... Uh, the mom yells at Dylan some more. is real mad that her daughter is riding a horse. Yeah. Even though her daughter can ride a horse, obviously. She does it inside, but outside is different. And she's wearing a helmet. Um, and she's just real mean again to Dylan. It's, yeah. Uh, Did she see the fairies yet? When do the fairies come well, in? Well, the fairies are like scoping her out at this point. Oh, okay. Um, and the main fair, the, the the fairy girl, like really wants to meet her for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so this guy, then uh, this guy, Turk shows up with a pamphlet about the bed and breakfast. Like, uh, classically handsome. Yeah, um, he, he looks like an he looks like the poor man's. Um, oh, who's that quarterback? The one that's married to Giselle, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He looks like a very he looks like a homeless man's Tom Brady. He's like Tim Tim Brady. Tim Brady. <laughs> Tim Bradley. Uh, Tim Bradley, the quarterback for uh, the Miami Surge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he comes back. He he reveals like, oh, I'm. Turk Peterson is his name. Oh, little Turkey Petey. Turkey Pete. Uh, apparently, the mom knows him from school days. Childhood. Uh, although, again, I'm a bad judge of age. The mom looks a good 10 years older than this guy. Oh, the mom looked... Uh, oh, what's what's the family-appropriate word? She was Randy. <laughs> yeah, she looked real hungry for this guy. She was, she was, she got her. She was licking her lips, and like you know, rubbing her, her hands. hands oh yeah, she was getting, she was excited about the the prospect of little Turkey Pete coming around. Yeah, um, and very quickly it's revealed Turkey Pete is not a good guy. He's not who he. Mm. Well, he is who he says he is, but he's after the farm. Yeah. Um, Amanda overhears a conversation that he has on his cell cellular telephone device. About yeah. uh, demolishing the farm. Yes. Which is a plot point that I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any. How does he stand to profit by demolishing the farm? It is never um, laid out clearly. No, it's not. So, so the, I'm going to get into this little plot a little ahead of time. It, he apparently owes somebody, Mr. Green. Mr. I believe, Green. Mr. Green. He, he borrowed money from Mr. Green. Yeah. He spent the money. And he never paid it back. Yes. We learned this through salt and pepper shakers. Yes, uh, yes, a great explanation, great uh, uh, trope. But we never learned why he borrowed money. Nope. What he spent the money on. Mm-mm. And we never learned how buying the farm equates to paying back Mr. Green. And if he doesn't have the money to pay back Mr. Green. With what money is he going to buy this farm? It, it, I think he just, I think Mr. Green 
is going to buy the farm. I don't get it. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's because they don't tell us. They don't, they don't make any effort to tell us. You have to quickly move past that. Okay. Uh, so Amanda, uh, he, he realizes that Amanda overheard him. And then Amanda escapes uh, on a horse very slowly. Yeah, she, she has... runs over. She stops. She picks her her helmet. She slowly puts it on. Yeah. Uh, instead of going into the house and warning her mom, I I wondered like yeah. Well, her mom wasn't going to listen. I guess not. But I wonder if it's like I know like there's like rules uh, about how like in in cinema you can't have kids riding bikes without helmets or everybody has to wear seatbelts in cars. Yeah, I noticed they were very careful to show her putting on her helmet every time that she rode a horse. Uh, Yeah, I wonder if that's part of like the rules. It might be the Canadian rules. Canadian yeah, cinema I ministry. <laughs> I have no idea if this was filmed in Canada or not. I'm, I'm still maintaining this from Georgia. Yeah, Canada, Georgia. Uh, yeah, and then she rides away on her horse into the forest. Um, Is this the part where she meets the fairies? Yeah, she uh, she's riding really hard. Uh, not very fast, but really hard. <laughs> and, Light trot. And she uh, runs into a runs into a tree branch. Good thing she has that helmet on. Absalom style. From the Bible. Mm, I'm not familiar with that story. All right. Uh, well, he gets his hair caught in a tree. Um, she bonks her head, so I guess the helmet didn't work very well. Um, the fairies uh, help her out. With medicine. With medicine. She's still real nonchalant about meeting these fairies. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for the little leaf to put on my head. Oh, it's so cool that you guys are real and my grandma's not going insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my next note. She was very casual about meeting the fairies. <laughs> and then her mom, you hear her mom call. And she just runs away. She doesn't, like, say anything to the fairies. She just runs off. She, well, she does say, oh, that's my mom. She's like... And she's away. Um, and she goes and tells her mom about the fairy, like, oh, yeah, I met these fairies. Um, and then this guy that, uh, this, Mr. Turk, uh, who her mom just went on one lunch date with, mm-hmm. she totally takes his side against the daughter. Um, he's like, oh, your daughter is like, she was lying to me about the horse. She's like, oh, yeah, she'll do that. Um, her mom is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible mom. Yeah, well, she just has her priorities all backwards. Her number one priority is, you know, Turk. And Turk, work. Turk, work. And then making sure her mom's not, like, her her mom doesn't have too much free will. Yeah, it's Turk, work. uh, Suppressing her her mother. Her lawyer friend. Yeah. Uh, and then um, being mean to Dylan, or <laughs> Dylan. That's a big one. Big, that's a big priority in life. Um, yeah, suppressing her mom. And then I would say, yeah, Amanda's pretty low, um, if not last. Yeah. Right now. This right now. This, I, th- I think movies tend to do the same where characters have growth. And at the end of the movie, we will see that she's got her priorities right. Yes, uh, that's my prediction. That is uh, a good prediction. That would—that's uh, a the, the mom uh, is also. Why is the mom the main character of this movie about Amanda? 
Like, yeah, her mom has way too big a part. Amanda doesn't have any growth as a character. She saw some fairies. She she wanted to ride a horse, and then she also saw fairies and rode a horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, she doesn't do anything. Uh, Amanda takes a beating in this movie. Yeah, she. I would maintain that she's not the main character, just as far as story arc goes. The mom is the main character. Yeah. Um. This well, was like this some, is where we find out that Turk is in debt to some gangster types, Mr. Green. Yes. Who shows up out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, I made notes about uh, how <laughs> Turk's only solution is to swindle this family out of their farm, uh, get them to sell it to him, and then give the farm to Mr. Green. That's, a, that's what I gathered. That somehow, like this farm, I don't know real estate prices in rural Georgia, but this this farm is a three-story home, mm-hmm. a barn, a pasture, a forest, fairies. Uh, presumably some farmland, a fairy village, a fairy village. This farm has is, is of substantial worth. Yeah, yeah, it is. How did how did Turk go into this much debt to a gangster, and why is there a gangster in rural? And also, is is Mister Green magical? Because he he, he does. does keep disappearing out of places. Like out of a car, out of a close. How car. do you get out of a car without somebody noticing? Maybe he was just like ducked down under the seats. Maybe maybe in an original, maybe in the original script. He was like a magical fairy, a like an evil fairy. fairy. A fury. And that's why and he wanted to like, he orchestrated this whole thing to get the farm so he could control the fairies. Oh, that was going to be fairy forest fairies too. Yeah, the rise of green. <laughs> green. Yeah, uh, green thunder. Um, maybe... There's not much explanation behind Mr. Green. Um, I think there was like, we need a bad guy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if Turk owes them millions of dollars. Close to a million? I mean, I'll spend it all on uh, button up shirts. Slacks. <laughs> guy, <laughs> guy's got some ginghams. He's got a lot of gingham shirts and slacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, his wardrobe is real basic. Uh, he looks fairies. like he walked out of an express catalog. Yeah. So the fairies come up with an idea, a real, real, uh, real great idea to get rid of Turk. They tie his shoelaces together. Oh, classic fairy move. So um, I guess their plan is that he trips and falls, and he's gonna be scared. Yeah, they make him think the it's haunted, right? They don't make him think that. Uh, Dylan comes in to the barn at the exact moment and is like, yeah, oh yeah, I think the, the forest is haunted. Turk never would have thought that if Dylan hadn't told him. So um, I find I find a flaw in the fairy's plan. Mm, yes. Um, to make him trip and, and flee. <laughs> that would be that would have been good if he tripped and then just was like oh well I fell down once let's oh, give up on this tripped on my shoelaces I'm out of here yeah Mr. Green can go find his own farm. go pound sand yeah um, so but it, it, it ends up kind of working but then the mom spoils it by uh, telling Mr. Uh, Turk that it's probably Amanda because she is 
she's she has a hard time dealing with her emotions. Yes, she has a hard time dealing with her emotions, and I don't want to deal with her at all. So yeah, because <laughs> because I've never shown her any emotional support. She's never seen a positive example of what dealing with your emotions looks yeah. like. Do what I do, just ignore her. Just go to work, Amanda. Just bury yourself in your work and your big time city job. Um. So uh, Amanda, and then. Sitting by the lake, Dylan comes, sits by her, tells her a, a really weird story about her how her grandpa got Tanner the horse. Yeah, the story doesn't make any sense. A bizarre story. So the uh, um, Amanda's grandpa pops, and Dylan were in town, um, and they heard someone yelling in an alleyway. So they went to investigate. And a guy was back in the alley beating a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so classic back alley horse beating. Just took the horse back in the alley beating it. Um, and then the grandpa goes up to the guy and tells him, I don't, I don't know, like, Something... you know what the difference is between a man beating a horse and a guy getting beat up by an old man is? And the guy says, no. And then the grandpa says, neither do I. And the guy got so scared of the grandpa that he gave him the horse. Oh, man. Gave him a $100,000 horse. Oh, wow. Because he's just scared of this old semi-British man. <laughs> With a dyed goatee. And who's dying. He is dying. Fatal brain worm. Um, so I don't know what this guy looked like, but uh, maybe he was a real weenie. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was turkey. I think I think Turk could Turk was a big guy. I think he could have taken the grandpa. That's true. It was probably a little jockey. Oh yeah, probably was like Willie Shoemaker. Yes, the only jockey I know. <laughs> That's one more than I know. <laughs> I think his name was Willie. Um, let's see. So yeah, well, let's uh, get to the makeover part. Yeah, the makeover so part's the best part. After that, yeah, the makeover, the big makeover scene. So the fairy's new idea to get rid of Turk is to make the mom fall in love with Dylan, a the, seemingly impossible the thing. man who she despises and is, thinks is oh, the dumbest guy in the world. Yes. Um. So makeup. There's a makeup or a makeover uh, montage with my favorite new song of all time yes I wrote down the lyrics <laughs> uh, would you like to re recite the lyrics uh, you sing them for us we'll sing them together oh, I, don't, I don't remember the tune oh I'll provide the tune you, you sing okay. it was like a rock and country tune what like so they're implying that they're going to I think you're missing the line. I think it's like, country boy will survive. Yeah, there's something about country boy. It's country boy time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's country boy time. Um, so the implication is that they're going to make him look good so that the mom will um, have relations with him. That is, that is the mom's greatest weakness. So that they can get down and dirty. She's boy crazy. Um, I thought that was a little inappropriate lyrics for this movie. Uh, I thought, you know, I've uh, had to pick out um, royalty-free music before, like the theme song to this show. It's hard to find good royalty-free music. 
They could have picked something without lyrics. I don't think that you need. <laughs> it's the only song in the whole movie with lyrics. It's the only oh, country no, song in the whole movie. The, I think the song at the beginning titles have some kind of like uh, fake Irish lilting something. This is the only uh, alt country song in the movie. Yeah, there's. It's not like there's an alt country pastiche running through the movie. This is the only song. The only montage, and um, the, all the fairies do is take off his hat, basically, yeah, tossle so his hair. They, uh, they put a new shirt on him. I don't know how they would have been logistically able to do that, or where they got a shirt. And and you know what? Here's the crazy thing about it all: it works. He walks inside the house, and the mom's like, "Oh, hubba hubba hubba, yeah." yeah. She might as well have just said, "Hubba hubba." The way yeah. that she acted, she was like, "You look good." Oh, you clean up nicely. And he's confused because he doesn't know what happened. Um, but yeah, all they did was they took off his hat. Yep. They combed his hair, kind of, but not really. I mean, yeah. His hair they, was still messy. At one point, they had scissors next to it, but I don't think they actually yeah. cut it. And I don't think they changed his shirt. I think they just put a sweater on him. Yeah, like a cardigan. Like a cardigan. And. Where did the fairies he get the cardigan? He didn't look that good. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> he looks more or less the same. He still looked real pretty frumpy. <laughs> uh, just without a hat. He didn't even tuck in his shirt. No, so, um, but you know what? After that moment, he's on his own, I guess. Just uh, went out and bought some nicer clothes and started dressing a lot. Yeah. Nicer. I guess he got a look of himself I, in the mirror. And, and then this, and then the very next scene, this is where they casually say, like, it's been a great 40 days on the farm. Like, Oh, see, I didn't understand that. I like, thought that the mom was just immediately, like... No, she she then has been dating Dylan for 40 days as of the next scene. I didn't know. Is what I took away from that. I didn't get that. Uh, I missed that part of 40 days. Um, I thought that she just all of a sudden like was dating Dylan. Uh, I think she was just all of a sudden dating. She saw Dylan all cleaned up and then dated him for 40 days. Okay. So and I then, thought that in the, like she immediately started like uh, flirting, just all out flirting with him, playing like magic tricks and finding coins in his ear. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the old, how many times have you uh, used that? trick the finding a coin in someone's ear and and then you immediately fall in love because it always works in movies oh man i really need to practice that up practice of that i don't think you do because uh i don't think that it would really work oh okay probably not I, think I was about to say I saw it work in a movie recently, and then I was like, "Wait, what movie was it?" Oh yeah, it was this movie. It was Fairies. <laughs> movie we're currently talking about it working in. Um. So yeah, he all of a sudden starts dressing a lot nicer, not a lot nicer, but like tucked his shirt in, stopped dancing, threw his hat away. Um. But yeah, she, she her her switch flipped immediately after mm-hmm. he took that hat off. She stopped hating him. Um, so I don't know if she's all about looks, or I guess she is. Yeah, and you know, I guess we, if we wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, we could, but I don't think she's earned it. Maybe his country charm just 
his country charm he she loved what a great help she he was her her um, love language might be acts of service because this guy is all about acts of service well yeah and he's like takes really good care of her mother and, um, and the daughter and has for years uh, apparently um yeah she should uh, she should have shown him respect from the very beginning yep but she did not um <laughs> so Turk comes by and is just real aggressive and jealous. Oh, See, yeah. that's why I thought it was like the next day because Turk acts like he he's been dating the mom, which maybe they maybe she's been. Nobody says no. Maybe no, she's been dating both of them. But he comes by and is like acts surprised that um, she's flirting with Dylan, and um, yeah, he's really mean. Very Turk like. So then, uh, and then Mr. Green disappears from his car. Mr. Green disappears from his car. He says he needs five more days. Um, the fairy queen gets real angry with the fairies for helping Amanda, and she's just a real downer. Yeah, the fairy queen's uh, uptight. She's real uptight. You don't know why. Um, nobody knows why. Like, why would they be afraid of this little girl? Why would she not want? We don't know. We don't know. Um, and then Amanda walks into the uh, the crafting room and finds <laughs> finds Gam Gam's corpse. <laughs> I gotta say, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. That would caught me by surprise. <laughs> no, no last sweet sentimental goodbyes. No, like, calling 911. Just unquestionably, Graham Graham is dead. Yeah, she wasn't sick, from what we know. Uh, she just keeled over uh, in her sculpting room. So, Amanda, it's been a tough summer. Pretty tough summer for Amanda. Lost both of her grandparents. Um, had to deal with her mom dating multiple guys. Repeatedly rode a horse she was told not to ride. Yeah, just had a horsing accident. Um, found that, fairies. Found fairies. Um, and then, so it's two days, two days after Gam Gam's death, untimely death, um, <laughs> the mom goes up to Amanda's room. Amanda's sad. She's in her room. And she says, it's been two days. Are you going to spend your whole summer in your room? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this mom? Oh, this mother doesn't understand the grieving process. She is not sad at all. May oh, maybe this is commentary on, like, maybe the mother's, like, um, sociopath. a sociopath. Yeah. She might be. Maybe she's just, like, a highly functional sociopath. Maybe in the sequel, she was supposed to, like, be a turns her murderer. Maybe in the original script she also was Mr. Green. Oh, that would make more sense, actually. Yeah. Um, so she brings Amanda. She's like, oh, yeah, come out of your room. Uh, it's time to go downstairs. And she goes downstairs. 
brings Amanda and uh, brings her into uh, this trap. <laughs> yes. Because uh, Turk is sitting downstairs uh, in a black button up this time mm-hmm. and black slacks. And he's man spreading like crazy. Man spreading, just crotch out. Yeah. Uh, just a uh, real power move. Uh, and then the mom tells Amanda, hey, I sold the farm. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> couldn't wait for the, for the jam jam to get out of the way, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, Amanda yells, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Church uh, says, oh, Amanda, you need to go back to your friends in the city. And Amanda yells, I don't have any friends. All my friends are here. Yeah. Um, which apparently all her friends are the fairies, and that that uh, that kind of made me sad for a bit. Also, the fairies are adults. Yeah. No, they're they're fairies, so they have childlike wonder. But yeah, like this this would be like a fourteen year old hanging out with a bunch of twenty eight year olds. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, they don't act like twenty eight year olds. They they have their own places of residence. Oh, can we talk about how uh, shoddy the the, the shoebox fairy village is <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, with moss fake moss you can buy at um, Garden Ridge yeah, I was like maybe this is like a like a third world uh, fairy village yeah oh, maybe yeah. this is like a really poor fairy village the, there's one scene where they asked where the fairies came from and they said some of us came over on the boats and others just kind of showed up also i have i have some questions about uh, different fairy arrivals at the end but um we'll get there we'll, we'll get, get there. there we'll get there um so uh, so amanda's upset she goes into the um the sculpture room where she found gam gam's body and uh gam gam's sculpture that she was creating uh, which looks like nothing um there's a jewel that's hanging some like in a window the light hits it just right and you see a shadow of a perfect uh horse and girl and fairy muzzling together and fairy lights hovering around so game game was a world-class sculptor oh yeah just genius level absolutely um it was pretty impressive do you skill. do you think that statue that was actually on set that actually cast that shadow? No, I think they cut that uh, yes. piece of paper and shone a light through it. Okay, <laughs> me, so did I. I was like, they they very carefully did not show. The, yeah, they didn't do like the pan over Indiana Jones style of like here it is from this angle. But if you go to this angle, it's a perfect horse and girl. Um, no, that was a stencil. Yes. Um, so, um, and then she finds Game Gam's. Uh, I don't know how she found it, but she finds. It was just Gam's, casually laying out uh, scrapbook, fairy scrapbook, where she yeah. documented her years of hanging out with the fairies when she was a little girl, and then she, it, she says how she met the grandfather. So here's my question: Game Gam is seemingly British. No, Game Game is not British. Do you think Game Game just uh, acquired her semi-British accent from her husband? No, I think she had a slight Irish accent. Okay, well, um, I assume that they met in the old country. One of them. 
Um, but they didn't. They met on this farm. Um, yes. Two, I guess, two European immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Um, something that maybe they, but she hated him at first. Yeah. She was not attracted to him. Um, but the fairies helped them. Get the, yeah. The fairy, her, her, she was friends with the queen. The queen that's so hesitant to allow the yeah. fairies to uh, connect with the humans. She was um, friends with the queen, and the queen helps the help pop pop get some flowers, and that changed everything. Uh, yeah, I guess it was real late when I was watching this. Um, this is the end of the movie. This is toward the end of the movie. Um, I would say this. I don't know if this would be considered. I don't think this movie has a climax, but. Um, there's just a lot of stuff happening. This movie absolutely has a climax. What are you talking about? Um, so, um, my note here is that there's a lot of stuff that happens in a row. Um, so we find out in the in the notebook also that Gam Gam just couldn't see. She stopped seeing the fairies. Right. Because she got too old. It was previously established that there's the in-between and you can't see fairies when you're in the in-between. You can only see them when you're a youth or old. Yeah. Um, but Gim Gim, when you're old, if you can see the fairies, she never went back and hung out with the fairies. I guess she was respecting the queen's wish. She knew the queen was mad at her. But she didn't go to try to... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so... Um, the yeah, farm, she, the, the farm is she had all those years to repair that relationship. She, and she never, never bothered to. Yeah. yeah. Bother. She's sculpting. Um, so there, uh, the farm is so the mom sold the farm to Turk mm-hmm. um, and everything on it, including yeah, the horse, um, everything. So uh, they go outside, they hear the horse, they're loading the horse up on a trailer. Um, <laughs> Mr. Green's out there. Um, and then, so the, and then the mom's like, get off my property. And, they, and Mr. Green's like, you just sold me this property. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. This is I, gotta, I gotta say that I'm, uh, at this point I'm like, yeah, you know, Mr. Green's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is his property now. Um, I, the whole time I had been assuming the mother was a lawyer, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> she's definitely not a lawyer and apparently she didn't consult her lawyer before she sold this property yeah she was signing over because her mom died and she wanted to get out of there I guess but uh, did um, Turk kill the grandma that's never established uh, this is a kids movie so I assume that there's not a murder in it could have could have uh, he could have planted the brain worm could have um, but that's that's never uh, that's never even a question that's nothing that comes up. Um, if he did, I'm sure that the uh, lawyer slash sheriff would have solved that case real quick. Um, so Amanda steals the horse back. I say steals because it's not hers anymore. Um, again, very slowly. She runs over to her helmet, slowly puts it on, slowly gets on the <laughs> horse. Uh, There's an order of operations <laughs> uh, And then... <laughs> She's riding, she goes and gets the fairies, and then she's riding back. Um, and there's a green screen shot of her. Yes. Uh, 
It was my favorite. It made me laugh out loud. Um, it's just the camera up from the back of the horse's head looking at her head but you can't see any horse at all so it's just this shot of a teenage girl's chin like it's like bouncing gopro but um really like obviously lit inside a studio like and then the background is just like and some I, kind of blurry. And I gotta say, I know it's there for safety, but the helmet just looks so dorky. Oh yeah, those Aragorn doesn't wear a helmet. I, th- I think if I rode a horse, I wouldn't wear a helmet. I'd wear a Stetson. But yeah, because you're cool. If I had to wear a helmet, I'd just wear like a motorcycle helmet. Oh, that'd be cool. Or, well, I don't know. Motorcycle helmet, or like one of those ones that I don't know. I don't know what, or a, a skateboarding helmet. Those don't look too bad. No, you're going, you're going backwards. Let's go back to the Stetson. Sky, cycling helmets look real dorky too. Yeah, they're for aero though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, I wrote down that that scene was gold. Cool. Of her writing, it's, it's and they 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 put it in slow motion too for some reason, which was awesome. Oh, so dramatic! Um, <laughs> so she gets back. Um, the fairies start like throwing stuff at the bad guys. Um, the bad guys are all inept, and then Mister Green is like, "I guess his plan all along was to burn the farm down." Yeah, he do- He he has his goons take two half gallon tiny little jugs of gasoline just to get it started and pour out water on some hay like they're you know maybe he was just bluffing maybe he was going to set a bale of hay on fire and then he lights the zippo and they do the close up of the zippo and it's the least dramatic possible zippo like the flame just barely sparks and starts yeah, yeah. it was one take yeah <laughs> they're like what can we get um and then the um, the sheriff slash lawyer shows up in his truck. I don't know who called him, but um, he shows up. Uh, all this is coming together, and you're going to tell me this movie doesn't have a climax. This is the climax well, right here. Yeah, I guess this is the climax. But um, big reveal here that, and this is where, um, if I was a little kid, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> uh, I'm... Forty-three-year-old man, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but the grandmother—no, yes, the mother, the mother. No, no, it was the grandmother. The, the grandmother, grandmother still owned part of the farm. No, no, the grandmother went to the. The grandmother had still owned part of the farm, and the grandmother went and like did some paperwork so that the so that Amanda would own half of the farm. Yeah, but the lawyer never told the mom this. She, the lawyer yeah. just told the mom that she owned the farm. Right. So the mom didn't know any of this when she signed over the papers. Right. She thought she sold it outright to Mr. Turk. Yes, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then, so Amanda owns half. half the farm, and Mr. Green still owns half of it, right? But he paid money to somebody, yeah, and signed papers. But the lawyer just rips the papers up and like these are null and void. Rawr! 
Uh, yeah. And then he arrests Mr. Green for that's, no reason. That's the downside of totalitarianism. This guy is both the lawyer and that's a, and the. I assume he's the county judge also. And this is a conflict of interest. Uh, he's an abuse of power. He totally abuses his power. He, he arrests Mr. Green for a, for attempted arson. Yeah. Um, when he did no damage to anybody's property, he had papers saying he was it attempting. Was his, it was his property. The, I mean, nobody knew that. You know what? It might get it might get thrown out when it goes to court. No, but at least he's a judge, also. That's true. He's like Judge Dredd. But it, at least it ended. At least it ended the situation. But also, he arrested Turk. Yeah, well, he didn't. For nothing. He didn't arrest her. He arrested him. He just told me he had to go downtown. He said, I'm going to take you in. I'm sure we'll find out. We'll find some charges. Yeah. So uh, it ended on some real police uh, abuse of power. Yeah, uh, that's the that, long that, arm that of the law for you. Takeaway. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the grandma comes back to life. No, she doesn't. Um, so there's a shooting star in the middle of the day. Yeah, right after this happens, uh, the mom points up in the sky and is like, hey, look, a shooting star. Uh, and there's a sh- giant comet <laughs> coming down in the middle of the daylight. Yeah. Um, so they all go to look. Uh, and it's a new ferry. So new ferries um, come on comet on shooting stars. Mm. Also established earlier in the movie, new ferries are in a house and they don't come out until they're ready. Right? Right. And also established they come on boats. Also they come on boats. Also some of them are just there. So... Um, So uh, there's a new ferry. And the big reveal, it's Gam Gam. Gam Gam? That's what I said. Gam Gam comes back to life. Is it Gam Gam or is it like Gandalf where... she doesn't remember her previous no, life. No, she does remember her previous life because what comes out of the fairy door that hadn't been opened yet? Pop, pop. Pops. And he... So, my question is, why did he have to wait? Because he was... Did he come in on a shooting star and went and just it landed inside that house? I think he, he just materialized. He grew in that he house. Grew in that house. Mm-hmm. Who built the house? I don't know. Don't ask questions. Who built the house? It looked like a small child yeah. <laughs> a three year old with some scissors um, and a shoebox but um, yeah like uh, I get why but it would have been nice Gam Gam could have come back in like a, a younger form yeah I guess and, and I, pop, pop, maybe maybe they, maybe that was the form that they chose I guess now they gotta be old and arthritic for the rest of their yeah. lives yeah their eternal fairy lives yeah um, and that was the end of the movie. That was the end of the movie. And then they had their party, and the queen finally forgave Gam Gam because she. And the mom could see the fairies. And the mom was with Dylan, and Dylan could see the fairies. Um, I don't know why they could see the fairies because they just, just to be cool. Amanda told them, "Just believe." Yeah. Um, if your daughter told you, "Just believe in the fairies." Would you? I'd believe in the need to call a psychiatrist. Wouldn't she? Well, if she starts seeing fairies, especially if she starts trying to ride horses, I'm not saying for that. that Are you going to let your daughters get into horses? Uh, Only inside. Only inside horses. Yeah. Inside and in the city. Yeah. No farm horses. That's for sure. They're violent, uh, malevolent creatures. 
Uh, you want to do some uh, some awards? Yeah. So who do you uh, who do you want to see come back for the sequel? Um, you know what? I'd love to see Game Game in the sequel. Game Game in the sequel. Game Game and Pop Pop. Um, fairy style. Very. <laughs> In their fairy form. You know, in a way, that was going to be my answer, too. I was going to say none of the humans. No, I that, just want to see the fairies. That human story is over. Yes. Um, I want to see them actually sell the farm. How long do you, do you think um, the mom and Dylan's relationship lasted? Do you think they got married? And just, how, how soon before they got a divorce? I don't think they made it to marriage. I think just as soon as the next slab of beef walked in to town, the mom jumped shipped. Yeah, I think she got a call from work. They offered her more money. Do you know what? They never they never established in this movie what happened to Amanda's dad. And I think that's because Amanda's mom doesn't know what happened to Amanda's dad. She's just... Oh, yeah. Amanda was... Uh, she was conceived in a one-night passion. Yeah, uh, like Amanda's, Amanda's mom is boy crazy. Either that or the mom killed him. Oh, yeah, that's true. That could have been, oh, probably her first victim. And Amanda's mom might have killed Cam Cam so that she could go back to selling the house. Selling the house and move back to the city. She planted the brain worm. You know, it's not, it's not, um, unlikely to think that Amanda's dad is dead. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Amanda. I mean, just because everybody like, this girl loves dies. Yeah, and she's she seems pretty practiced at saying eulogies. Um, her mom's really good at the grieving process. She gets over things really quickly. This this is a tragic tragic character, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. All she wants she to do is ride horses. She made up. I don't think the fairies really exist. I think it's all in her head. Whatever helps you get by, right? Like, um, what's that Guillermo del Toro movie, Pan's Labyrinth? How the little girl went through so much trauma that she made up this whole world to deal with it. I think that's what happened to Amanda. Oh, is that what Pan's Labyrinth is about? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I thought it was just about some crazy eye guy. Well, there is a crazy eye guy in it. Um, what other uh, any other awards? Oh, who who do you uh, so so who do you want to see come back for the sequel? Who do you not want to come back for the sequel? Who would you wear on a piece of merch? Tanner, the horse. <laughs> yeah, nice. Or oh, I changed my mind. Turk. Turk? What Turk? Turk at the end when he's wearing all black and sitting. Uh, I would wear I would wear like some gingham shirts, just like Turk modeled. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, who's your who's your choice? Oh, I'm Gam Gam. I want yeah. Gam Gam branded scarfs. Yeah, that'd be that's a good choice. Gam Gam, the lawyer. <laughs> the lawyer. <laughs> uh, what a boring character that guy was. Um, he had the tiniest little desk. It was yeah. How is he getting any work done in that office? There's probably not much lawyering that needs to be done in that town. Yeah. Wills, probably mostly. Wills, deeds. Deeds. The selling of, of properties from yeah. one person to a gangster. Um, 
Well, at the end, um, here's why I think that Turk bought the farm because he thought that he owned 10% of it. What? Yeah, at the end, he's like, I own 10% and Mr. Green owns 90. Uh, and Mr. Green's like, guess what? You don't anymore. The business dealings in this movie were were an afterthought. So who uh, who would you award best actor or actress to? Best, single single best actor. Best actor? I'm not, I think Mr. Green was probably the best actor in the movie. Oh yeah. I I could see why you would say that. I'm gonna go Dylan. Yeah, Dylan was not better. Tanner is up there though. Uh, Tanner was a good horse. <laughs> he, he played a horse really well. Uh, he didn't run very fast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he is a farm horse. <laughs> Which one of the fairies was your favorite fairy? Um, the main one. I don't know. <laughs> 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 <Elder Bears. laughs> blonde fairy? Blonde, I'm going to go McKenna. The uptight one? Yeah, she was. She. Um, she came around at the end. As far as like being able to act is what I'm going off oh, of. Being able to act, yeah, McKenna was. She was good at being uptight. But. There was there was McKenna, uh, main fairy, and then the two improv fairies. Yeah, two dumb dumb fairies. Yeah. And they weren't bad. None of them were bad. No, none of them were I bad. They, they were better than the humans. I wouldn't say any of the humans had like a super like unwatchable performance. They weren't. Oh, uh, I will. The mother was they terrible. They weren't great actors. This was they the like the worst actors in the world. The, this was the mother's first time to read a script, let alone act. Probably her first time just to read. You don't think she could read before you she was I, She learned how to read for this. Uh, she she was cast solely for her looks because she looks like a randy mom. <laughs> and uh, she looks like uh, uptight in big city business-like. She had the exact right perfect look for the role, but she her line delivery was... Um, um, it was like a stew of words where you want like a nice you want like a nice creamy soup of words does that make sense you want things to go together yeah um she wasn't really believable as a randy as a randy mother (laughs) (laughs) she had the look she had she like if she was the star of a lifetime show i'd believe it in the previews but yeah, she couldn't pull it. She 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 was the worst of all the actors in the movie. Yeah. And she had a lot of lines. She had the majority of the movie. She was the star of the movie. So you want to rate this thing? Oh, man. Um, I give it a 2 out of 10. Uh, two, I give it a 2 Gam Gam Scarfs out of 10. All right. I give it a 1 Gam Gam out of 10. Oh, why? Why just one? Because it was bad. <laughs> it was I, real bad, um, and I wanted it to be over way before it was over. I paused it, and I was like, "How much is left of this thing?" <laughs> I was I was thirty minutes in. There was still an hour left. Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh! I gave it a two because my daughter really liked there it. There you go. My daughter would have liked it too. It had it had horses and fairies and 
dead grandparents. What more does a little girl want? Two dead grandparents. Two. One wasn't enough. <laughs> Two. Open and close. But those those are all things that are very important to a little girl. Um, magical, you know? Yeah. The grandpa didn't look super excited to be a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks confused. Well, yeah, he's like, well, where have he, I been? He came out of that little hobbit hole just looking around just like, oh, what the heck? Yeah, we've been trapped in that house for, what, like two months? At least 40 days. I'm guessing two months. Yeah. Um, it is cute when old people die at the same time. Yeah, not in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> not in a movie for the youth. When you have to see a little girl deal with it in a movie. Um, All right, what's this Chuck Norris movie we're watching next time? Uh, Forest Warrior. Forest Warrior. We've got to check and see if it's actually a kid's movie. There are kids in it. Okay. Um, it looks like a Captain Planet type of gang of kids. We're watching it. Well, can we do just a real quick little just for daddy segment real quick? Yeah. I got some I got some questions I need to get you to clarify. Okay. Um, there is a movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, True Lies. That's who. Who's in True Lies? Tom Arnold. And Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And that is separate from the one where he goes to Mars, right? That's Total Recall? Yeah, it's a way different movie. Okay. And so in Total Recall, the concept is like he goes into like this VR machine to have a vacation. Yep. And then he goes on memory a... Memory implants. Memory implants. So it's not VR. He doesn't experience it. He just... They implant the memories and then he comes out remembering things that never happened. And like the... The the plot is that it went wrong, and he goes on this like whole adventure. Yeah, but you never know. Like during the course of the movie, sometimes you think, "Oh yeah, I guess the implant just went wrong." Other times, you think, "Oh, this is really happening," and that's the that's the fun of the movie. And then what's and then what's the ending? So the ending is um, it's all you you still there's still debate if it was real or if it was all implant. You never that's never like totally cleared up. The end is like. They uh, they find this alien machine on Mars. They activate it and it creates a, a breathable atmosphere. Okay. And it saves like all these people from an evil corporation. All right. And True Lies. What is True Lies about? They're spies. Yeah. So he's a spy, um, and he has to be top secret about it. His wife doesn't even know that he's a spy. He goes on these business trips. Um, when he goes on missions, he tells her his business trip, and he's like, tells her he has this really boring job. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, the premise of that one. But then she gets like entangled in one of his uh, missions, and his daughter, and all this stuff. Okay. World collide. I, I just had to ask you that because my dear sweet mother, who I know is listening to this right now, was trying to explain. Um, something about VR to me last night and about how Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis were spies. And I was like, I think you're contain you're confusing two movies, but I haven't seen them. Uh, yeah. So now we know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really VR. It's uh, a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. Memory implants. She's trying to, but it was just funny. She was 
trying to tell me about Jamie Lee Curtis being a spy and Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars. And I was like, I think that's two separate. That, is, uh, <laughs> that's that's that would be a good movie, but um, no. it's two different movies. Jamie Lee Curtis, man. Big, big props to her. She's great. Not enough stuff. Laurie Strode in Halloween. Yeah. She should, yeah. She should take a turn for a lifetime, do more lifetime movies. I can see her maybe doing that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad this episode's over. Me too. That was a rough one. That was a rough movie to get. That was that was a tough one. It was fun to talk about, hard to watch. Um, I hope this Chuck Norris one is that one's better. Gonna be, maybe we should watch that one together because that one's going to be. Yeah, know. let's watch it in the break room, the conference room. It's going to be real fun. Okay. All right. Have a great Saturday. Say, so take us out on our, on our famous catchphrase, Curtis. Uh, Saturday morning, guys. Yeah.